0: Hey, everybody, welcome back. I got a very interesting, uh, amazing guest here. Uh, he is um, actually somebody who's dedicated his life to helping people and improving their lives, but has been on this journey. And, uh, you know, he kind of went through the corporate world and developing training people all around the United States and Australia. And then, you know, this took him into many different teachings and philosophies and spiritual paths, including new age where he was actually being groomed to be a leader. And so uh, along the way here, God got a hold of him, and he gave his heart to the Lord Jesus Christ 28 years ago. And it's such an amazing testimony that Alan has. I want to welcome uh, Alan Strudwick to the program. Welcome, sir.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Well, it's great to have you, man. What an amazing testimony and story you have. And I will tell you, I don't hear a lot of people talking about these things, which I think we need to have these types of discussions more in the body of Christ, because there's a lot of people, I call it synchronism, or you know, people don't really understand the new age, the occult. And you kind of, you know, on this journey, went through there, and then ultimately were led to Jesus Christ, and now you're a minister of the gospel, and praise God for that. But why don't you kind of just get into A little bit about your journey, because I just find it so interesting, man.
1: Yeah, sure. I'll I'll try and give you the reader's digest of it. um, (laughs) Okay. I know um, it's a long one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a long one, but the book has everything in it. But basically, I didn't grow up in a Christian home in any way. I'd never been to church, never done anything like that my um, father went through a divorce but then he married a woman who was totally into spiritualism and psychic things and um you know guided angels and you know everything that was the smorgasbord of um of the new age or or that alternative religions uh she was involved in and um so i moved in with them and uh this was in uh probably uh i think i was around 13 at that stage And my father was very wealthy through the corporate business. He had uh, helped finance Kentucky Fried Chicken into Australia. So there was a lot of money, but he was interested in these things. So he would invite gurus, personal development speakers, new age leaders into our uh, country in Australia to do um, seminars, whatever, spiritual retreats. But what happened is that they'd be in our living room. And so I would get to sit there as a, you know, a 13-year-old teenager listening to these very highly evolved people as I thought they were. I mean, I was totally deceived, but I didn't know it at the time. Anyway then, so what happened was that uh, there was a guru that had come in who was based on Hindu beliefs, and he actually felt that I was a special being and that well, he wanted to mentor me and initiate me and, and look after me um, for, the, you know, for the rest of my lifetime spiritually because the Hindus believe that we keep coming back as a soul into the yeah, earth, to yeah. keep relearning and spiritually evolve. This guru told me that I had been here over 300,000 lifetimes. Oh, I mean, it's hilarious true. to think of it, but it, it, the, you know, the enemy works on deception and ego. And so he got permission from my parents, and he virtually started to initiate me. So every year uh, after I was 13, I would be initiated with a Hindu god into my life. I would supposedly clear karma and evolve spiritually so i did that but what happened is over the years i i felt like this was my life purpose and so i got uh i i pushed into everything and to the point where they then groomed me to become a leader so when i was in my early 20s i moved to the u.s and i because that's where they were based and they virtually trained me in every spiritual practice that existed And I became master in most of them. Um, I then even started to be groomed in how do I take this message into uh, the corporate world. It was interesting how many corporate businesses would accept spiritual new age beliefs. Wow. um, Because they worked for them. It would bring more success. It would bring more stuff. It was a deception. but um, So basically that's what I did and I just dedicated my life to it right up until I was uh, close to in my 30s and things weren't going right. Um, I was I uh, had been also called into some secret meetings that had Globus there and New World Order and New One One wow. world order, and they wanted us to work on how do we create the One World religion to, to tie in with the One World Order. Um so I was hearing all these different things that was a little different to me. My basic love of people was to transform lives, help people, do whatever I could, but I was still over here doing it through the deceptive ways. But uh, the fruit was strange. I was sitting, People would call me up after my spiritual retreats and say they ended up in mental institutions or they would commit suicide or they would leave their family and, um, you know, and just their kids and everything. It was, it was crazy. So I went to my guru to ask him what's going on. Why is this happening? And he said that we were entering into a new era on the planet that was the one world order and everything else, the energy that was being put out by us and taught out into the world, some people couldn't handle the energy and so they would flip out or this would happen or that would happen now horrible horrible excuse but anyway that's what it was and, and of course the majority of people that often flipped out were christians and so the, the guru said it's because he believed that christians were only here for their first lifetime i had been here 300 lifetimes so christians needed to learn that's the deception that they're, wow. they're not high enough spiritual so um, I, a lot of this stuff wasn't working for me. I went to my guru and that's what his excuse was, that they just weren't spiritually in tune enough yet and that our job would be to go out and keep doing it to get them spiritually evolved and tuned. Um, but anyway, so I, I, I then, it just didn't fit for me. And some of the things that I saw, like the whole New Age is all about peace and love and, and alternative methods to do things spiritually. But what I was starting to see the higher I got up was I then started to see the evil behind it, and then certain meetings and certain rituals that were happening? I was like, no, I, I need to get out of this somehow, uh, which you can't do normally. So I um, I prayed to an unknown God, if that's the best way of saying it, because I didn't believe in a God really, but I prayed and said, I I this is I need help somehow. If you're up there, whatever you are, I need help. And then I was just quickly I was running a spiritual retreat. Um, still in the new age as the leader of a lot of organizations that i was in i i all of a sudden in this middle of a um spiritual retreat thing exercise um i all I had an open vision i actually saw um god and jesus and it wow. it was like i didn't even believe in them let alone know what they would look like or anything but uh, god was like just off to my right and he was like a, just a just a strong bright light that's about all I could describe that he looked like but on his right hand side remember I've never, I know nothing about the Bible I know nothing about that, that Jesus would be on the right hand side of the Lord uh, of God but he's on the right hand side and I actually could see him um, he was bright lights and his eyes were like everything was and I I don't know why but I just knew that was the real Jesus oh. I just knew when I saw him this is the real Jesus he called me over he asked me to put out my hands, light shone straight from his hands to mine. And he said, from this day on, you'll heal for me only, not for the enemy. Um, and then he said, and then he started just talking about my life, talking about my past, talking about my future, um, what I'd be doing, how I would be doing things. So, so here I was, not a believer of Christianity, knew nothing of Jesus, but I'm getting this open vision that I know is true. Wow. So I wasn't sure what to do with that. So this is where the, the, the connection's kind of weird. I thought because Christians, my belief system was still that Christians were here for their first lifetime, that maybe this Jesus is asking me to go, you know, and and go into a church so I can teach Christians the right thing. So here I am um, trying to find a church, found, you know, my mum knew of a Pentecostal church. So I, I turned up at this church. I was late. I got up to about the second row. They took me up there. And here I was waiting for the energy of the universe to shift at some point that I would get asked to go up <laughs> and, and actually preach, or not really preach, but teach these people about how to evolve. Spiritually. Wow. Of course, that never happened. Um, what happened is that I got I, um, the preacher just kept talking about Jesus and kept quoting scriptures out of Matthew about Jesus being a Lord and I knew Hindu lords because I followed 15, 16 of them inside of me every every day of my life. Um, and he's saying that Jesus is Lord. And then he of the scripture about Jesus saying that my yoke would be easy. And that's actually originally a Hindu term, yoking, oh. yoking to a higher God or to a higher being, and you dedicate your life to it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then, But then he said when Jesus had said that his burden would be light and his yoke would be easy. And I'm like, that sounds pretty cool because all the gods I have are hard. They make my life hard. I've got to evolve through them. I've got to do everything else. And here I am hearing that this Lord's easy. So when the, the altar call came to come out, would you like to invite Jesus into your heart? Of course I said yes, but not to become a Christian. Not to become a Christian, just to go out and, uh, and invite in another Lord. Wow. With all the other Lords because yeah. I'm to test him out.
0: Why not one more, right?
1: Yeah, I want to add one more and test him out and see if he really is good, you know. And so for 12 months, I made the decision, even though I was still traveling the world, doing all of my seminars, involved in other meetings, I still thought I've got to follow him only. So anytime I was sick or anytime I needed help or emotional help or mental community, whatever it was, for that 12 months, I had miracles in every area, not oh. just a spiritual happening. I had miracles. I had, a, I had a, a, an amazing, miraculous hit, a miracle in my back, which they said would never heal I mean, I had things happening over and over and over. Um, Incredible joy would show up when I was putting grief in it. Like, I just would find out what this Jesus said to test him out. So at the end of the year, I went, that's it. This Lord is better than the other Lords. I'm going to go to my guru and tell him. He's obviously going to be excited. I found a better Lord because we believe that all roads led to Nirvana or whatever, so why not go on an easier one? So... um, so I go to my guru and uh, flew overseas back to where he was, and as I'm telling him, his face started to contort. It was weird. I'd never seen anything like that before, and it was like evil personified. And he got up and he was screaming. He called in his like his bodyguards. They came. They got me. They took me night. And from that point on, I was excommunicated out of everything, everything. And, you know, and I and they had everything. So I had no longer had a house. I no longer. I didn't have anything. Uh, fact, so they the were
0: providing your home your whole life basically everything
1: everything wow. is dedicated to that growth spiritually and to the guru so they take all the money they take everything they take everything that you do and um yeah so that was it and then he sent back then he sent faxes all around the world saying stay away from me um, because because i will lose you know they'll lose their power or they'll lose their position in the spiritual realms and all that sort of stuff so that was it. Even my best friend, I, he didn't talk to me for seven years. He, in fact, I went to see him and he ran out of his backyard and jumped his back fence.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: He was so afraid that I was going to taint him or whatever. But wow. so that, that's a little mini uh, mini quote on it. And then, of course, what do I do? Because now I'm like, okay, you, you know, am, am I going to become a Christian? Because I started to read more and find out that Jesus talked about that he's the way, the truth, life, and that he... You know, and through him we meet the Father. And I thought even that's better than the New Age because you got to go through years, oh. but you just in Christianity you just go to Jesus, and there you're automatically got eternal life, and you're in heaven. So it was a better deal. So I um, I repented of everything that I could. A guy got a hold of me, a pastor, and realized I you know I was a bit strange and how I talked and everything else. But he dedicated three years to me, and I did Bible college, and he re-brainwashed me and. And uh, and then then my Christian journey started from there. But and and by the way, I also got delivered of all those Hindu lords as well.
0: So you you ran into a deliverance ministry somewhere along the line here, and they said you need to get delivered from this stuff, and you were open and willing, and then you said, oh, totally. "Sure,
1: totally open, yeah. willing, wanted to dedicate my life to God." And see, because I'd worked for the enemy for a couple of decades, when I found the truth, there's not there's not there's never been a doubt in my life, never of the power Jesus has, the, the love that he has as a father to me. When, when you work for the enemy and you're working in that evilness, when you finally find the truth, it's like n- nothing, it's hard to say this in a way, but nothing touches you. It's That's just, right. or if the enemy comes, it's like, you're, but you're nothing. I know you're nothing. You're nowhere near the comparison of this.
0: Mm. You know, this, this really resonates with me, Alan, because, you know, when I came out of the world, I was involved in a bunch of different things and God just cleared the path which honestly should not have happened. You know, I mean, he made a way where there was no way to get out of all different types of stuff. And so when you're saying this, I can only imagine, you know, like you said, people don't just leave. It's kind of like a mafia, you know, you don't just leave, you know? And so, but God made a way. Now, what you're saying also validates a lot of things that people deem conspiracy, you know, that there is this group of people and, you know, they're obviously not believers in Jesus. They're occultic they're people that are basically running a lot of parts of the world, you know, influencing businesses, corporations, governments. Uh, what, what can you add? I mean, so that is happening is what you're saying.
1: Oh, it is. It is. In fact, one of the, one of the strategic meetings I was involved in, there was a couple of, uh, you know, the family members would be there from either the Rockefellers or the Rothschilds, they'd be there and they change a lot over the years, depending on which who, who's doing what and who marries who and what they do. But um, as far as their overall goal, it's nothing new. I've known her for 30 years. It's nothing new at all, but not only that, and it's nothing to be afraid of, um, you know, because they're, they're not enemy. like they're not equal to Jesus. None of them are right. equal to our God. Our God is, you know, we can turn this back with prayer if we do it. It's, But there is deception out there. As I said, I was part of one meeting where it ended up being one of my jobs was to wean um, Christians and deceive them out of their faith. Then when it was happening, though, I thought it was a good thing. I actually thought it was a good thing because I thought they weren't spiritually involved yet. Um,
0: What would be some uh, of the tactics that you would do to try to do that?
1: Well, one was that we developed a personal development uh, movement, personal development courses and movement that, you know, from the outside, they were just, well, you know, why not transform, have a better life, have more success, better relationships, et cetera, et cetera. But behind the scenes, we we were full on trying to recruit Christians away from their faith and pull them to what we were doing. So we would do certain exercises in the personal development, some other things that were really close to it. We would strip them down behaviorally and then build them back up again, but with a different type of questioning and almost like a doubt like is God really like that is this really like happening and so we we had a very strong marketing campaign in that aspect yes, and we, that, would, we, we even did brochures where we'd have our movement name or spiritualism and Christianity they're actually the same and we would just broadcast that
0: th- this is so groundbreaking uh you know and I, I love I mean I really feel like God has raised you up for, for time as this because there's there's just so many different layers here um mm-hmm. you know many people in the truth community, you know, have been talking about this new world order, uh, you know, deception uh, behind the scenes that this, this shadow government, if you will, that are basically running key elements of our world in the financial sector and, you know, pushing people away from Christianity. I mean, we see it in our society here in the States. I mean, it's, you know, and this is pervasive in the entire Western world where they're continually trying to take God out of everything. And, and here you were in the middle of this. And see, I mean, I was in Hollywood and as an actor, so I kind of saw that side of it. But, um, you know, and then that kind of was a plumb line to government. And I started realizing there's a connection. Uh, but this is kind of like another side, another facet of this, yeah. you know, yeah. where, where these groups are, they're, they're basically recruiting people. And these big corporations now, you know, a lot of people would call it woke corporations and things like that. But I feel there's another layer It's a spiritual dynamic where these people are literally being, you know, led by these guru type people, which you were being groomed to be. And and so this makes a lot of sense if you think about why they're pushing this. I mean, I was trying to, you know, my wife went to a fair last night with my daughter. And so I was sitting trying to find something I barely ever watch TV these days, you know, and and I honestly just wanted to kind of unplug. And I thought, okay, I'm going to see if I can watch it. I couldn't find anything. On that television, that wasn't demonic. I mean, I'm telling you, I I said, boy, I mean, it's gotten worse and worse. I mean, it's like almost impossible to find good content. I thought, how did we get to this place? You can't even find good fans. I mean, people are going to send me and say, well, you can go here. There are some, but what I'm saying is it's gotten darker. And I think everybody can agree on that. And, And there's almost like a hidden message in everything now whether it's with the kids and when they go on YouTube, the ads and, you know, the movies and just so much of the curriculums and schools. So, Alan, what you're saying is there is an agenda behind this and there are people behind this that are pushing the needle. Is that correct?
1: Oh, correct. Definitely. And it is spiritual. Um, we're, we are, I mean, we are in a time now, I call it the season of deception. It's there. It's, it's been prophesied biblically as well that we are in deception, and it's been a plan for a long time. It's not just something that's appeared in the last three years since COVID or whatever. This has been in plan since the 1800s, you know, with different men and different people that have wanted to form these groups and the way they go. Um, so the plan and the agenda has been around for a long time. I, I used to say to the Lord, how come you don't want me to put a book out yet? How come you don't want me to do this yet? When do you want me to do it? And he said, no, I'm keeping you hidden until a certain time. Yes. And it really was probably four or five years ago that that was when the Lord said, now, now you're going to run. Now you're going to do this because, (laughs) you know, because people don't believe it. And they thought I was, most people thought I was a nut in the early days. Um, There was a, there was a few good, uh, you know, people around that knew a little bit enough and and stood it and backed me if they needed to, but, or looked after me as a covering, but the, um, the deception is there and it's real and it's been planned. And let, let me tell you another side of it. The movements that I was in, and some of them I was leading, others I was just, you know, we were sort of joint leaders with it or peers with it, was purposely through media, what, all types of media, whether you believe in the mountains or not, doesn't matter, but it it has infiltrated. Through, and their plan was there. I personally, uh, I won't go into too much shit because, you know, God won't let me release names and I don't need to, um, but as you would know, um, We used to use actors all the time. I mean, I don't there was plenty of them that we would use because you know the world will believe people that get paid millions of dollars to to act, not tell the truth, but to act. But they're like these spokespersons and half of them are in it anyway. So so I'm yeah, I'm aware of all of that, but also just aware of the fact that in the deception there's only one thing that'll solve it, and that's truth. But but it's been for a long time. There's I know people that are head of major uh, newspaper corporations and they're part of, they still part of the one I was in, the movements that I were in. They're out there. They're, that's the plan. And you need to remember that when I was in it, I wasn't doing it to take over the world. I was right. doing it because I cared for people. And I genuinely, back then, not now, but I genuinely believed I was doing the right thing, that I was bringing peace onto the planet. I believed Whenever Gates would say stuff or the Rothschilds would be in meetings that I was in, I believed it and wanted to be part of it. Now, praise God, he had other plans for me, and he rescued me, just probably the same as you. It's like it has to be a rescue. Yeah. I have people come to me and they say, oh, well, I don't think you're properly saved. And I go, well, the life I've been living since I, the Jesus has been my Lord, um, I, because I know both sides, I, I, I'm not saying I don't have things happen to me, but I have such victory. Yes. Because he's nothing to me. Wow. The, the enemy I'm talking about. He's nothing. Yep, to of me. course. So, but there are, there were, so from, we, we had a plan that we, if we knew that for 30 years, it would take that long to change a culture. We had a plan where we wanted to change the culture where it would actually, not just the, the unsaved then, but the Christians would believe spiritual things that are not of God and would even go into spiritual practices that were not of God. We, we planned that. We knew that in 30 years we could change that culture. So we, we put people in areas of media, Hollywood, entertainment, all over the place that were full-on believers in the Hinduism and felt they were doing the right quest. So that's why today when things get released, it's already controlled. It doesn't mean we can't win. It just means we need to be aware that it's not theory. It's not mm-hmm. a conspiracy theory. There's no theories about it. It's been planned for a long time.
0: When you got these guys like Yuval her Harari and uh, the World Economic Forum and, and these guys out there. And, you know, what's interesting about this is CERN, you know, CERN out there in, in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And you see this like uh, Shiva God of destruction mm-hmm. on the table, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like and these tunnel opening ceremonies and all these very strange things. But see, the, the average person that doesn't have your understanding is going to look at that and say, well, it's just weird, you know, but there's a meaning behind these things. Can you explain why they do these rituals and all these weird things?
1: Well, they do, one, they do them because they still believe it's spiritual. They don't have a doubt about it. I know some Christians think, oh, but, you know, we're too spiritually minded. No, I don't think we're enough um, because it is happening spiritually. And they know that. And some, uh, not all, but some are actually doing some probably pretty satanic Rituals. Yeah, um, I was around one meeting and that was kind of the one that really threw me off, and I was like, "This has now become not peace and love anymore. This is now evil and and pretty weird." So, um, but they are. They, a lot of them have given their life, whether deceptively or not. They've given their life to the devil. They've given their life to Satan, and so they're going to be carrying out things, but in a very deceptive way. And that's why you know the, the whole law of the first mention. When people see stuff but then they don't realize what it's about. I mean, even when you were mentioning Shiva, and then there's Kali, and she's even another goddess in Hinduism. of, of It's disgusting. I don't even want to talk about how she's described, but they put it up on the Empire State Building as a, as a picture of the god. Um, I think it was up there for weeks, And, and it, because it is spiritual. You start putting things like that in a visual eye gate to anyone, they're going to start to be affected one way or the other, and they're going to start to believe the deception of things, because the deceptions of, of things that are out there are pretty enticing. That's what deception is. It's not truth. But the only thing that can, can how would I put conquer, uh, deception is going to be truth. Yes. Uh, w- if I can give one advice to Christians is stop running around voicing out how bad everything is and how yes. we're all going to die or we're all going to end up in concentration camps. Like, I have some friends that are quite prophetic, and I tell them, if you get it, the prophetic of something that bad's going to happen, our job is not to declare that. Our job is to pray against it. That's right. Our job is to stand up. I know that if every Christian stood up, this stuff would be gone very quickly. Yes. And the difference of the power. And there's too many Christians out there are, are, are thinking that we're all going to die or we're all going to, who knows what we're going to do, and that we're, we're all going to lose. And I'm like, I haven't read that anywhere in the Bible that we lose, and I also haven't seen it in my own life all I've seen nope. is us conquering when we stand up
0: that's right so
1: the deception's there it was purposely designed that way to get people into every area of the spheres of influence well,
0: that's and you why I'm so
1: passionate to get back I'm getting back into corporations now I'm getting back Come into on. the <laughs> signings and the tashivas and, and all these I'm getting back in there and, I, and I'm running different seminars and and uh, to train people because I come across people that they go, oh, but I'm, I've got a Christian business. And I start to talk to them. I go, no, 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 you are applying godly principles, but so does the world. That's not a true kingdom business. A kingdom business transforms and reforms culture and gets out there and does those types of things. So um, I, I've been getting pushed lately to start developing a course on that. What's the difference yes. between just running a Christian principle to actually having a kingdom cultural reformation in a country and, um, and so
0: that, that's why I'm passionate now. We need to do. That. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, God's been putting on my heart. Alternative ecosystems come out from among them. You know, yeah. and and develop of these things. We've lived so so far and so long in this Babylon system. And it's, I really believe the church is meant to be set apart. And it's like you said, to have not just a, a Christian business, but a Christian business that's really impacting the culture. And you're doing that. So you're you're available to come and speak and uh, different seminars and corporations, things like that. You also have your book. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your book?
1: Yeah. Book's called Authentic Awakening. And basically it was written, uh, a lot of people that don't read books have picked it up and gone, Hey, I love this. i read it right through from beginning to the end. I, I wanted to get down my journey um, so that pe- all people, not just Christians, but other people would understand if they're still in the New Age or in some ways they can understand my journey and therefore my credibility to to let them know who is the ultimate, you know, loving Father and the loving God of Jesus and the power that Jesus has. So um, you, you can get it anywhere. You can get it on my website, which is elisstradickministries.com. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, There's a Spanish one on Amazon as well. So we're trying to get it out everywhere that we can, but it really describes it. A lot of people will go, what about this? What about this? What about that? And they go into certain other topics that are out there in in the new age land. And so I say, read the book. Because if you read the book, I cover everything. Yeah. Um, And I cover some things, certain topics in strong detail to expose or to show how a deception is there. For example, just very quickly, um, you know, everyone talks about the universe as being, you know, a God or Mother Nature as a God. But that, is a, that actually originated in the Old Testament. If you tra- I took three years to trace back how did an intelligent man like me get trapped in the New Age and deceived? And, and I thought, how did that happen? So I spent three years studying not um, spiritual books but encyclopedias, finding out if I went backwards, kind of re-engineered where did this mother nature of God come from? And, and finding out from different countries as I went back where it came from. And I traced it all the way back to the Old Testament, the asterisk poles. Mm. And so from that point where God warned his people, stay away from the practices of the foreign gods. And if you follow the asterisk pole and you follow it from nation to nation as it gets transferred, it ends up being mother nature. Wow. The same goddess spirit.
0: Come on. And that's what they're pushing with the environmental movement now and all these things. Yeah. I mean, so there's always like some hidden, the more you dig, the more you find, you know, Exactly. exactly. people call it a rabbit, rabbit trail or whatever, but it's like, you know, if you really want to know now, Alan, before we go, why would a Christian want, because this is what people tell me. I don't need to know that, you know, that's too much or, you know, it's, I don't even want to know it. Why would you advise believers to know these things? Well,
1: one, there is an enemy. And if they don't believe that, then let, you know, let them contact me direct and I'll, I'll answer their questions of why yeah. there isn't an enemy. Um, but, but the second thing is, I, I think, because I mentioned truth, I think that when people understand the workings of the enemy, they actually can live a, a much better life. Um, because I knew so much of what the enemy did, I've never gone back into anything, never gone back into anything like that. And I get miracles all the time that show up, and I'm not talking about just, I'm talking about from depression or anxiety from other people. So when you know, it forces you to know the truth. It forces you to understand the truth, and it's the truth that will expose the deception. Um, There's also a lot of people I come across that contact me that, are actually practicing some of these other practices without knowing what's going on. Yes. Yet their life fruit is depression, anxiety, suicidal, et cetera, et cetera. And so in the book, I explain very clearly how the knowledge of what the enemy is doing, not knowledge where you, you focus on it all the time, but knowledge that it exists in these deceptive ways. So that from that point on, you focus on the truth. You go to the word of God. You don't go anywhere else. You don't, You don't go back beyond the cross, back into worldly ways. There's so many scriptures about it. You stay on the covenant side of the cross of living a victorious life Mm -hmm. because he loves us. He does, but he gets Mm -hmm. a bad rap because of people do worldly things and, and they don't realize they're getting caught in the spiritual side of stuff.
0: Yeah. Man, Alan, this is some good stuff. Uh, the website is Alan Strudwick Ministries. It's S-T-R-U-D-W-I-C-K and ministries.com. You can find his story, uh, how to get the book. Uh, book him because I think some of you are going to want to do that. Uh, you got a very unique ministry, my friend. I really appreciate your heart to, s- to share the truth. And I do agree it's for this hour. I mean, this is, mm. is incredible. It's really incredible. So thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. We'll have to have you back soon. And we will be back with the Todd Cognar Show.